I V M I V M Hello everyone this is your daily NBA podcast coming to you from Monday to Friday I'm your host Monish and as always joined by Nishant this is Triangle Offense The Hawks leveled the series in Atlanta as the Bucks problems got worse. All that and more on today's episode. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast, join us Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. The Atlanta Hawks pulled off an improbable victory uh, in game 4 versus the Bucks. Improbable because they were without their star player Trey Young. Uh and they pulled off an improbable victory not just that they pulled off a convincing one. But the Bucks problem got worse as Giannis went off. He looked it looked like an hyper extension knee. It looked it could be an ACL, it could be worse. Nobody knows that yet. Yeah. But what's important here is the Bucks the Bucks are now 2-2 and all to play for in the remaining 3 games. Uh the Hawks won this game 110 to 88. Lou Williams scoring 21 points. Bogdan finally getting off the mark. He scored 20 points. Herter 15, Capella 15, Cam Reddish and Gallo contributed their their bit from the bench as well. For the Bucks it was a no show altogether. Drew Holiday got the 19 points that he was a top scorer. Middleton yeah. didn't score from 3 at all. Giannis scored 14 before he limped off. It was an off day for the Bucks, but <coughs> got even more worse with Giannis limping down. But Lou Williams was the star of this game. It was his 87th playoff game, his first ever start though, uh, in an Eastern Conference Final, replacing the star player in yeah. the Atlanta Hawks team. Hmm. And boy, did he make it count! 21 points, five rebounds, eight assists, seven of nine from shooting, two of three from deep, and just one turnover. Using all his experience he had from his previous at the Clippers, yeah. at the Rockets, at the Sixers, at the Hawks itself, he's played everywhere. And boy, when he get when he gets his first start, he makes it count. in an eastern conference final what a what a great signing first of all because they swapped him for rondo who seems to have disappeared entirely for the clippers and lou williams he can shoot he can pass he can make plays he has the dribble he has everything great signing for the uh, hawks here yeah maybe the clippers are looking at him now and saying why did we let him go except if it weren't for that one freak performance from man terence man uh, <laughs> who who was the reason they let lou williams go no i'm glad i, I think if anything First of all I I'm going to stop making predictions from this point on it just nothing makes <laughs> sense in the NBA anymore there are far too many injuries and we'll get to that and but even without the injuries like this was the the narrative of Giannis went down and then the Bucks lost that's post hoc prop talk the the Bucks were terrible even even when Giannis was on the court they stunk it up in the first first half taking nothing away from Atlanta I thought they were spectacular but the Bucks sucked It's it's entirely possible that the Atlanta Hawks play well as they did, as well as they mm-hmm. did, and still lose to the Bucks. Right? That's when the Bucks come to the party. They did not. They absolutely did not. Middleton was back to good old playoff Middleton. Giannis was was terrible. I thought in the first half, not as aggressive yeah. as he usually is. Uh, and, and Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday has had an on and off postseason throughout this yeah. year. So he nothing nothing surprising there. Uh, and they strung it up. And the Hawks, on the other hand. home game rakeus crowd i think phoenix and atlanta have the best crowds in the yeah. uh, in the oh, nba yeah. right now maybe 
and and so they came egged down by their crowd lou williams showed the entire league what he can do when you put him in atlanta around the strip clubs that he loves so much that he grew up around <laughs> without the nonsense of you you need to go through a bubble and a quarantine to get back on court lou williams would have done this last year if the league was not jubilant <laughs> if the league didn't put him through quarantine for going through a damn strip club i i i can bet you half my salary lou williams went to a strip club came back a happy man came on the court dominated that this is the power of lou williams unleashed in atlanta without any restrictions on strip club activities and and what a game he had and by the way lou williams 25 5 and 8 shot great from the field efficient ran most of their plays ran the show offensively showed off all of his um experience was impressive mm-hmm. how good was hurt i thought 15 6 and 7 from uh, from hurt off the bench he continues to impress uh, this entire post season i thought he's been excellent did whatever he was asked to do as a role player and then some so that he had a great game i i actually thought the 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 forwards weren't that great today this was all mm-hmm. backcourt all lou williams and maybe yeah. that's the impact of not having trey on the floor right. his play making ability and the ability to feed uh, a collins or a or a capella it's kind of like what does aaron gordon do in denver if you don't have jokic on the floor right uh, finding him with all of those passes right it, it became a bit of that but but backcourt play was excellent lou williams was outstanding i thought huerta was great a very it's going to be one of those underrated performances galinari again throughout the post season he's been coming up with these clutch points points when they needed the most especially when they seem like they're cooling off and a couple of key players are on the bench he gets it going and to top it all off and 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 this kind of masked john collins having a terrible game but to top it all off cam reddish suddenly found some form and some uh, buckets here and there the whole team was just they were feeling it they were really um confident including that rookie okongwu who was all over the box yep uh, defensively and on offense they got a bunch of steals on the box they very impressive um all in all outstanding performance bogdanovic bogdanovic was lobbing threes up for fun he put up 14 attempts and he still at 42% yep they had no answer the bucks just didn't have any hunger in this game there's no, there's no point really even running through their numbers except chris middleton over 7 from 3 and uh, in general an atrocious shooting night 6 to 17 overall just it's just not wasn't their night the only guy that showed any kind of desire was yanis who similarly stunk it up in the first mm-hmm. half i think 6 points i believe he had in the first yeah, half 6 points then, and 6 rebounds very unyanis like yeah. numbers and this first time he didn't score in a quarter in the first quarter Wow. Okay. This postseason. Yeah. There you go. And so he came out with a purpose. He came out driven in the third third quarter. And like the first four minutes, he already had eight points, something like that. Yep. And then that freak injury happened. It looks terrible. It looks like a hyperextended knee or 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 worse. Uh, I think it's still encouraging for the Bucks that he walked back out onto the court. Mm-hmm. It looked like he was getting ready to get back in, but thankfully they they didn't force the issue. or we would have probably been dealing with another kd when the warriors kind of situation right. uh, good for them wise move let one game go play for the long run if you're going for the chip then this game really isn't it shouldn't bother you that much but hawks come back without trey young 2-2 series uh wow I, i i don't even know what to say but i still think the milwaukee bucks if yanis is in out for the rest of the series are uh i think the hawks are overmatched this mm-hmm. was a hawks team that put up a spirited performance in front of a very vocal home crowd without trey young great stuff but let's be clear the bucks lost this game they sucked too they, they play even half as good as they usually do this is their game 
88 points really that's the best you can do on on shooting like that that's just terrible so yanis is out is other than <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the scoreline read 62 52 in favor of the Hawks when Yanis yeah. went down, right? So the Hawks were already leading by yeah, 10. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it's not that the Yanis injury really uh, was a reason or the, was a factor for this loss, but they were trailing anyway. But mm. I think the Yanis injury kind of demoralized them entirely. And you saw that the Hawks went on a 20 to yeah, 3 run or something up. like yeah. that. Uh, just as Yanis uh, went down and that yeah. kind of killed the game because after that there was no spirit whatsoever it was too much to come back and then played right. a bunch of youngsters at the last 4-5 minutes so that you rest your stars you rest Middleton you rest Drew Holiday as much as you can and the Hawks did that too and the Hawks do you think it's advantage Hawks if supposing that Yanis doesn't come back it's very likely that he won't come back for the next 3 games at least uh, you think it's advantage Hawks considering that now it's a best of 3 series with yeah. 2 games in Milwaukee 1 in Atlanta Right. How do you see this going? Oh, absolutely. If, especially if Trey Young comes back, I, I'd say advantage. I'd say it's it's the Hawks series without without Giannis. Um, a big reason why we say the Hawks are overmatched is Giannis. He's the guy yeah. that's <laughs> that's the overmatch. Absolutely impossible to guard match. And especially this new version of Giannis, who will kill you for three quarters, and then let Middleton take over in the fourth, or let whoever else take over in the fourth. Uh, that kind of maturity is is trouble for another team because you want him to want to be the man in the fourth quarter to foolishly try and charge his way through five six how many ever bodies you are legally allowed to throw and uh, maybe get away with throwing a sixth body and the ref doesn't catch it that that's a technique that's bound to fail that's what he did against Miami that's what he did against in the past not this season in the past against Miami against um, Toronto and teams that had uh, any modicum of success on him. He tried to force the issue. They knew it. They knew it was coming. It was like an uh, like an Aryan Robin one trick pony thing. So they just piled up the paint, and they stopped him. And you stop Giannis, you stop the Bucks. Except now you don't because then he's he's more than happy creating opportunities for for Middleton, right? So Giannis has the ball. You better double him. And the yeah. second you do, he's gonna try and hit that pass. Drew Holiday is a good passer. Giannis is a good passer. They'll they'll find that guy. They'll find Tucker in the corner. They'll find Middleton on the perimeter. But now with Giannis gone. There is nobody on that Bucks team that you need to double. Nobody. Yep. Middleton at his best, if he gets hot, heat check moments, maybe. But even then, he doesn't get like... It's not like he's going to get Kobe or Clay Thompson hot. That's not going to happen. It's not his right. game. Uh, very rarely. So, you don't have to double anyone. Drew Holiday is having a topsy-turvy series. Now, unless he suddenly turns back, the clock goes back two years ago or back to the Pelicans years when he was a beast in the postseason. Offensively, he's not a problem. Defensively, he's always a problem. Offensively, not so much. Uh, I, and you know what? I think um, you mentioned Giannis going off kind of demotivated the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think it gave the Atlanta Hawks forwards a little less to do also. Right. Collins and Capella, they didn't have as much. It's Brook Lopez you're guarding. He, sure, he's right. tough, but he's no Giannis. Yep. So now, both ends of the floor, you have that advantage now. It's just Brook Lopez. That's it. Um, I think Collins is a little too athletic for Brook Lopez to guard effectively. He is a little older than he was. Brook Lopez, he can probably still handle Capella to an extent, but Collins is a problem. And then from the perimeter, they just kill you. It, it's too much for the Bucks to to want to win, given Giannis, Giannis's injury and Drew being, well, whatever he's been this season. I think it's definitely advantage Hawks if Giannis is out. Yeah, Capella was shooting like Larry Bird from behind the shot. How did that even go in? <laughs> Yeah. All right then. Just the one game today: the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers. Game six, back in LA. Uh, 
LA with the Clippers with the momentum after that yeah. great game five for Paul George with forty one mm-hmm. points, and now he's back in the media or his teammates are back in the media saying that he gets too much slander. He gets slander more than any other player, which I don't think is true. Yep. Uh, have you seen LeBron James? Exactly. He gets slandered every game. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think that's fair. But uh, Paul George is he's back to form. He's back to playing like playoff P. Do you think Clippers can come back and win two games, one in LA, one in Phoenix? Oh, I, I absolutely can. Is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? I'm still not entirely sold. But given how things have been for the last one week, I think we should take it a game at a time. <laughs> Do I think they can win Game Six? Yes. Do I think they can force a Game Seven? Yes. I think it's quite likely that it'll happen. Um, and the only person who can stop it is Chris Paul. It's got to be him. That it's not what you do on the floor. It's how you figure out how to engineer a win against these Clippers without Kawhi. That's got to be Chris Paul. Now, should he play dirty? Should he should he uh, hack a Paul George in the fourth quarter? If that's even a thing, I don't know. But it's got to be Chris Paul because otherwise, this is a Clippers game six, and we're going to game seven, and then it's anybody's uh, guess who wins. Criticism part. Paul George gets more criticism than others is bullshit. I can think of so many players that receive just disproportionate undue hate from the media, from mm-hmm. social media, everywhere. Here's why Paul George gets um, thrashed so much across the spectrum. Social media, amateurs, pros, everyone. A, he's that good. We've seen him in India. We know what he's capable of. We've seen him in OKC that one season where... It was really a debate who's the MVP, Russ or mm-hmm. Paul George. And Russ had mm-hmm. spectacular stats. That was the only thing that um, separated him. Paul George was outstanding. Regular season. Postseason, Lillard just, you know. <laughs> so, A, is that good. He is that level of superstar. He's a two-way player. Does both exceptionally well. He has the size. He has the handles. He's only a touch smaller than LeBron height-wise. He's got the handles. He can shoot. He can take it to the uh, to the hoop. He can punish you in the post. He can defend the perimeter, even protect under the rim against any anyone up to a four. Paul George is a superstar. He should mm-hmm. be. And so that sets the expectations. And then he fails to live up to them, more so than a lot of superstars of his caliber. How many times has Lillard disappointed you the way Paul George has? Yep. Yeah, how many times has James Harden disappointed you the way uh, Paul George has? I've given you one MVP, one non-MVP comparison, one parallel. And he's expected to, 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 to be at that level. Uh, Paul George, if Paul George can come out and say, I'm no more than a Chris Middleton in this league, nobody's going to thrash him the way um, the way they do. But we know what right. he's capable of and he fails to live up to that more often than not in the postseason. And then to top it off, you don't make matters easy. Paul George isn't criticized more than others. He's memed a whole lot more than others. Mm-hmm. That's because he asks for, you don't make it easy. When you yourself haven't done shit in the postseason, but then you go to somebody like a Dame Lillard, who has unquestionable credentials as the man in the clutch and you say Cancun in three and he comes right back and drops a half-court game winner on you. What do you do? Of course, you're going to get trolled. Game seven, you're you're about to blow a 3-1 series lead. Game seven, series on the line, reputations on the line. And you hit the sideboard from three. Yes, you're going to get memed. It happens. It happens. Live with it. He, I don't think he's unfairly criticized. Uh, but whenever he does get the praise, he does he, he gets it in 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 full uh, due. Like I did, like I said yesterday, he's that good of a player. That's why he gets mm-hmm. criticized so much when he doesn't live up to the to the expectations. It's a it's a mark of recognition of talent, uh, but also acknowledgement of failure to deliver. Hundred percent agree. I think he's carried this Clippers team 
really well in Kawhi Leonard's absence. But mm-hmm. let's not forget, Reggie Jackson has been incredible. Uh, Marcus Morris has been great. Batum has been great whenever he's played. So it's been a great yes. team effort from the Clippers. But Paul George leading that team, he's done really well. It'll be a close game to watch against the Phoenix Suns. Game 6 tonight uh, for me. Tomorrow morning for you. But uh, yeah. we'll talk all about that when we come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But that's all we have on today's episode. And see you tomorrow. Okay, cheers. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us at Triangle Offense, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us at Tri Offense Pod, that's T-R-I-O-F-F-E-N-S-E Pod, on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.